Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Raheel and Jose Show podcast, or also known as the Raheel Show podcast, because we don't have the budget to actually fix it in iTunes or anywhere else. So it's just the Raheel Show podcast right now. I was bored on a Thursday night, and I promised Jose we would do a podcast if we were locked down in separate places. So we're going to figure this thing out and do a special edition podcast. Jose, what's up, man? How are you? Hello. Can you hear me? Jose, you sound like my dad on FaceTime. <laughs> I miss you, man. How are you doing, man? Life is not fun. It's it really is right? for no reason. It's just But you you're going out you're you're going to work still. Sure, sure, but I don't see anybody. Oh man. So your quarantine with- your quarantine life is just pretty much your normal day, but once you get home you really can't do anything. Right, and I don't see any of the hosts that I work with. The only person I see is uh, is beautiful Andrew. God, he's so beautiful. He's so beautiful, even even in times of quarantine, even with a, a horrible scar on his nose. He's so beautiful. What happened to his nose? He uh he 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 hurt his nose with a res, uh, resistance band. <laughs> working out. Okay, I'm inviting beautiful Andrew for that story onto this podcast. <laughs> We're going to try to have special guests on the show. We're going to start off right now with is somebody that we both love in a very sexual way. It's our good friend, Cody Stutes. What's up, Cody? What's up, gentlemen? I am uh, thrilled to be on the no budget to change the name of the podcast, Real Show Podcast. Hi, do you miss Jose? I do miss Jose because he and I had like a bunch of inside jokes uh, that we would say to each other basically all day. And now he just doesn't text me because he's too busy hanging out with his other new radio friends. Ooh. Hey, don't say that. That's not true. <laughs> Ooh, shots fired. Jose and Cody used to work together at SB Nation Radio. And uh, currently, Jose is still going to work, as I mentioned in the intro. Cody, you're at home, right? I'm at home. I'm just hanging out. Okay, so you are like the rest of America, just quarantined up. So since you are the first guest, I'm going to ask you five questions, okay? And then, Jose, I'm going to get your answers later on as well. All right. All right. Number one, what is the best thing about your lockdown so far, Cody Stutes? Oh, best thing about my lockdown so far is I'm getting a a tremendous amount of multitasking where I do something on the computer and I put a TV show on that's just interesting enough for me to pay attention every now and then. But I feel like I can, I'm binging the TV show, even though I'm not like sitting down and only paying attention to it. Okay. All right. I'll take that. What's the worst thing about your lockdown so far? I, I just want to go to a Mexican food restaurant and eat chip salsa and queso and drink a margarita and just, just I, my chi- I saw my chip guy. I picked up, I you picked up. Hold on, hold on. You have a chip you guy. Chip guy? Oh yeah, oh. of course. So, so, so if you got a if you've got a Mexican food restaurant that you go to regularly, you take you tip the waiter. But you, I have the same chip guy every time because I tip the chip guy because I ask for the green salsa, which you have to ask for. But when he sees me come in, because I've been taking care of him, he's been taking care of me for so many years, he just automatically brings my green salsa. So I just want to go chill with my chip guy, eat a bunch of chips. Like, that's what I want to do, and I just can't do that right now. You know, Cody, you've said a lot of fat things before, (laughs) but having a chip guy is by far number one on the fattest thing you've ever said. And Cody is not fat, by the way. Oh yeah, no, no. I, I maybe I wasn't before the quarantine, but now I, I'm I'm just a blob. You're big okay, though. so you're not Jose. So he's not focusing on his health when he can right now. You, this is the time, Cody. Uh, so you're I'm waiting on it. I I needed to get about ten degrees warmer, and then I'm just gonna do my new thing that I found, like these these like basically underwater workouts with weights. Where like literally like you're standing in the bottom of your pool like shadow boxing with like 25 pound weights in your hands, and then you got to come up for air, and then you got to dive back down, and then you got like shadow box again. That's like my new gimmick, but it's it's too cold to swim right now. Whoa, <laughs> you have a pool? You have pool access right now? Oh yeah, I got pool access. Oh look at you! That's what I'm talking about he's right there. Guy, and he's got a pool access, Raheel. Damn. 
Man, to be Cody Stutes, it'd be nice. Okay, Cody, what is the best thing you've eaten in lockdown so far? Best thing I have eaten in lockdown so far. Um, it's a salmon croquette. Okay, so you take um, you can't use fresh salmon for this because it's got too much water content in it. Um, so you got to use canned salmon and then you got to kind of dry it out. You got to pick out, pick out the skin, pick out the bones. You put it in with, uh, some breadcrumbs, a little bit of eggs, and then you make a patty. You let it sit in the fridge for a minute to get a little solid. And then right before you, you shallow fry it, you don't deep fry it. You shallow fry it right before you shallow fry it. You like, uh, put some crackers, you know, like you press it into some, some crushed up crackers. Some of the bits are really small. Some of the bits are a little bit bigger. It fries up just nice. Put some remoulade sauce with it. Magnifique. It's wow. delicious. Jose, this is, this is a different Cody Stutes. I, I don't even recognize this man anymore. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Cody, what is the best thing you've watched so far? Um, the, so everybody's big on tiger King. And unfortunately for me, I didn't, I didn't get Tiger King, um, you know, as a new experience because I had read a very long magazine article from a couple of summers ago about Tiger King. So I knew how the story was going to go. I knew how the story ended. So I was very familiar with the story. So it wasn't as fresh and new to me as like it was for everybody else for Netflix. So it's Tiger King was fantastic. A lot of entertainment value, better than reading it in a magazine. Um, but I think for me, the best thing I've watched is I've been binge watching all American. It came on the CW. There's two seasons out. It is Friday night lights meets gossip girl. Oh, and it's just oh, like, everyone's all over that show. Where, it's, where, where did it come from? I know so it's a CW show like you mentioned. Yeah. So it's, it just finished two seasons on the CW. And then I think it, it sort of got that. Uh, that second life, so to speak, you know, it, it was kind of an afterthought on the CW, um, but Netflix has a great CW relationship. And I think it's just, it's, it's hit all the right spots on Netflix. Um, it's just, it's corny. The football is actually really bad. So like, if you really like football, like the guys are running terrible routes, like it would be like if you grabbed a bunch of film students to go make a football movie, like that's what they did. Like clearly none of these people, played football in their is real like, life is it like friday night lights where every single game has to be a close game there are a lot of close games yes <laughs> <laughs> of course there is um so so i've been i've been watching that and i've i've enjoyed it tremendously there's a lot of it's actually like i think what so with what friday night friday night lights is and what it does is like it's very much like a a a pretty good peak exaggerated to a high degree of small town, Texas life centered around football. This one is centered in Los Angeles. Um, and it's a kid who lives in a bad part of town that gets, you know, sent over to the really nice school to play football. There's a bunch of relationships, you know, things like that from, you know, his, his past that he has to, you know, combine with his future. And, um, it's hokey, it's corny. Uh, it's just good enough and just, goofy enough to keep me going on it um also they're all supposed to be high schoolers roughly juniors and everybody looks 35 so also, there's a murder um there there is a murder at one point there yes. is a murder yes my, my don't give it away <laughs> well I, I won't tell you who gets murdered because i like i mean i but, saw the yeah. scene of the the gun being thrown into the body of water and i was like what is that about so yeah it's a it's a it's a murder that fits a lot better than the than a Friday Night Lights murder that happened. No, oh, Landry, I don't know what you're talking about. Murder. No murder happened on Friday Night Lights. <laughs> we okay. just all pretend season two didn't happen. Season two didn't happen. Okay, Cody. Final question: What's the most annoying thing about your lockdown? People bitching on social media about what? Everything oh. like. I'm bored. Okay, like you have the you have a wealth of knowledge that has never been more available to you than any other point in history. Like learn something. Get lost in a YouTube rabbit hole. Get lost in a Wikipedia connected articles rabbit hole. Like go read something on the internet. Like I'm not saying you like do a book report or write a screenplay or anything like that, but like 
and you get bored. I mean, how are you getting bored right now? Find something. I mean, go back and play. I, I busted out the Super Nintendo at one, one point. I was playing Super Mario Brothers 3. Like, there has not been one moment of this where I've been bored or been upset with not having to be able to go do this or go do that. I mean, yeah, it's like an inconvenience to a high degree, but I understand why I have to be at home. But just people complain about everything. Like, you can people complaining that. Oh, the government's not doing enough. Oh, the government's trying to do too much. This, I, this has been a big negative for social media. This quarantine for me, because like outside of everybody's Tiger King memes or memes, as I like to call them, um, <laughs> outside of those, I feel like social media has kind of shown an ugly side of itself here in the past like three weeks, and I don't think it's going to get any less ugly. All right, Cody. Uh, thank you for joining us. You can hang around if you want, or if you want to go and finish watching All American, feel free to, man. It's uh, whatever you want to do. Uh, I've actually got a, a whole other season of Out of the Park Baseball to play, which is a baseball simulation game that I've picked up. That's You're sort welcome. of, uh, yeah. Jose hooked me up with a free copy, um, and it's it's. I'm trying to get the Astros out of the cellar of the uh, the American League West. <laughs> I am. Tell Raheel what happened with uh, with with Dallas Keuchel. Yeah, so in this game, I have Dallas Keuchel on my team. I traded for him, got him back on the Astros, and then he had a shoulder injury so severe he had to retire. This is awful. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was awful. I hated it. Uh, oh, man. I was very upset. And then I traded for a bunch of good pitchers, and then they weren't any good. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, you know, Digital Jim Crane made me sign Justin Verlander to a new contract worth $40 million a year. And Verlander has had an ERA below 10 uh, never since he signed his contract. <laughs> oh, no. So, Wait, you don't get to control the deals on this game? No, you do. But one of my goals was re-sign Justin Verlander. And I had to re-sign him to, to get the goal. And he's been terrible. And then the owner's like, cut payroll. I'm like, well, hold on now. You can't make me sign a guy for $40 million, then cut payroll. Wow. Yeah, digital Jim Crane, not nearly as fun as real-life Jim Crane. Well, I don't know. Uh, the real-life Jim Crane fired everybody. That's true. That's true. Like, I, if he was fun, he would have just kept him around. Well, yeah, yeah, I guess so. I guess so. It's still, worry, still think, on the way back. Still think, not going to be played this year, and they'll be back next year. Don't worry. Still think there's a chance A.J. Hinch is back. Wouldn't mind it one bit. Oh, that'd be awesome. Baseball, the Yankees bloggers would just lose it. It would be a nightmare for them. Can Dusty stay? Can he be the bench coach or something? Yeah, sure. That's fine with me. Double managers. I don't care. It's like it's like when your parents are divorced. Two Christmases. Two managers. Yeah. It, Dusty gets all the home games. AJ gets all the road games. Perfect. Dusty's too old to travel on the road. <laughs> Dusty, at some point, Dusty's going to say, I was two days away from retiring. God <laughs> damn it, Altuve. <laughs> he's, he's, he's that old commissioner in every cop movie ever. You guys are going to cost me my job and my health. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Cody. Thank you for jumping on, man. All right. See you later. That's Take Cody Stutes. You can follow him on Twitter. Just search his name. Uh, Cody Stutes. I think his handle is at Cody Stutes, right, Jose? At Cody underscore Stutes, I believe, is the handle. Okay. At Co Cody underscore Stutes. All right, Jose, so uh, we have some time now. I invited Ken Hoffman to join. Oh, of course. There's no chance he's going to join, right? No. No chance. No chance. But I shot it out there, and then uh, we invited other news people. So if they jump in at any point, we'll know. But uh, if not, we have the rest of the time together. So uh, what you been up to, man? What's the best thing about quarantine for you so far? Best part about quarantine is finally having an excuse to grow out my hair and not having to feel like I'm being judged for growing out my hair. <laughs> because I, I've i always wanted to grow out my hair, but I've never done it because I eventually get tired of it. And I like for, for well, not just for guys. This must be for girls, too. Like we all like getting our hair because it makes us feel good about ourselves. Right. But now I have there's no way for me to get a haircut. No barbershops open. So I'm kind of like trying to figure out what the hell I want to do with my hair now. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. Nice. Not, not that's something to look pressure. forward to. <laughs> not feeling the pressure of like, I should probably get a fade. 
Yeah, I want it. I, I, I want one so badly, but not bad enough yet where I'm letting my wife cut my hair. I haven't reached that point, even though I've, I've brought it up and she's like, I think I can do it. But, <laughs> you know, like who, even if she messes up, it's going to be until May anyway. So it's, it'll grow back. So it's not like it's going to be a disaster. Um, but I, I don't know. Maybe I'm sure by next week we're going to be so bored that <laughs> you're going to cut each other's hair. Yeah, there is going to be a haircut for sure. That that's going to happen. That's going to wake up missing uh missing some hair. Yeah, my beard, I'm growing my beard out. It's it's it looks pretty it looks pretty tough right now. <laughs> I tried that like I was that was another thing. I was like, "You know what? I've always wanted to grow my beard out, but it never grows right. Let me try doing it now." And it was growing, but it was growing really patchy. So I was like, "Yeah, all right. This isn't this the beard life this isn't for me." Okay, what's the worst thing about lockdown for you? I mean, obviously, like to not being able to, to not being able to see anyone, not being able to hang out with with people. Like, and it made made me makes you realize like the the littlest things that you take for granted, like seeing your your friends from work that you see every day. So you never really think about like, oh, goddamn, I haven't seen Raheel in like two weeks. I haven't seen Cody in over a week now. Like stuff like that. Like not being able to to talk to people and like like see people and touch people because now we live in a world where you can't touch each other that's really strange and it's it's i don't know what's going what i don't know what the world's going to be like afterwards but uh we're probably not going to be shaking hands and like hugging each other all the time for a while yeah for a while i bet it is going to be like that but you know of course when the vaccine hits and everyone gets a a corona shot uh, as uh, as everyone's we calling out it, for the Corona shots, baby. Yeah, I'm heading up to CVS for the Corona shot. <laughs> uh, even though you don't take shots of Corona, I, I assume. Um, but when people start getting their vaccines in, I think we'll go back to normal. It'll it'll be one of those things we remember, but it won't be life altering because, again, you know we've gone through plagues, we've gone through viruses before as a human race and as a human civilization, whatever. Um, and things get back to normal, you know, like any crazy event that we've lived through, we eventually get back to normal because that becomes our new normal. And then we're like, oh, you know what? We don't have to do this. We can slowly start relaxing a little bit and things will be fine. But yeah, for like, let's say May 1st, Right. There's no way this is going to end May 1st, but May 1st, they say, okay, you guys can get back to normal. Just follow these guidelines. It's going to be an adjustment then. But once this vaccine hits next year, we'll get back to how life was pre-corona. Next year. That's a scary thought. That's so long from now. Yeah, that's what it seems like every day. Every day that passes, it seems more and more like that's, that's the case. Okay. What's the best thing you've eaten during the lockdown? Uh, so, uh, th- there's that, that famous, uh, God, what is a market that, speaking of Ken Hoffman, uh, the market that, that the Christmas the market, nutcracker. Yeah. That, that market where the, the famous Italian pasta sauce mm-hmm. that Ken Hoffman always gets. Well, he hooked, hooked me up with some, uh, this, this past winter and, uh, we finally had the chance to make it. And, uh, we, we've, we, it's actually a massive jar. So, uh, we, we were able to make two servings out of it. And today we had some, uh, some shrimp and mushroom pasta. That was, that was pretty delicious. And, uh, for like the first couple of weeks of like the quarantine, uh, we were just eating at home and, uh, we started ordering food, which made it feel more like things were normal. So we had crawfish one day that, uh, it is crawfish season, baby. So we had to have some crawfish. So probably something along those lines. I have uh, we ha- I haven't personally gotten too creative in the kitchen because I'm still working and I'm still doing stuff. And frankly, I'm not that creative in the first place. But uh, uh, it's definitely the the, the pot. We actually had that pasta tonight. It'd be that pasta. Who's your lock? Who are your lockdown buddies right now? Uh, I'm still at home, so it'd be my mom and my brother and my annoying ass Chihuahua. Oh man! So are they worried that you're bringing germs back? Uh, I don't think so. They they know the situation. At the station where it's essentially Michael Carroll, which is our imaging director. Uh, so anyone who listen, who's listening, who listens to ESPN 97.5 or SB Nation and hears the, the cool imaging for everything, Michael Carroll makes all of that. Uh, and the producer who's on the 97.5 board and the producer who's on the SB Nation board and a couple of uh, like other essential office people. So it's like six people in total. So they know 
they know uh that it's it's uh it's a pretty low probability of that and uh we're we've been uh told to disinfect everything which not everyone does uh but i sure who, as well have been disinfected who doesn't, who doesn't disinfect in this environment beautiful andrew beautiful andrew what are you i'm okay i got i got email beautiful andrew we got to bring him on now <laughs> he does not he he will go into and i tweeted about it yesterday he'll go into my personal space which when i'm running the board that's my personal space and uh he will just start touching things without not without just like wiping anything down or asking me like these are different times andrew you need to adjust be more considerate please See, that's the thing about beautiful people. They think they can get away with anything they want. Because <laughs> they're so damn beautiful. <laughs> okay, so I'm texting him right now. He's is working. he at work? Yeah, he's, he's working for midnight. Ah, who cares? Let's, I still emailed him and said, just join from a laptop. Let's see what happens. <laughs> okay, so I've asked you what's the best thing you've eaten, what's the worst thing, so what's the best thing you've watched so far, even though your schedule is somewhat normal still. What's the best uh, thing you've watched? So, uh, Tiger King's up there, but I've, as you know, I go through like phases of musical like exploration, and uh, for the majority, like the the fall and the winter and the beginning of this year, I've like went into like a deep dive, like an obsessive deep dive into the Beatles, and now I've transitioned into a deep dive of the Beach Boys, which uh, which is pretty cool. Uh, uh, so I've been watching a lot of documentaries on them. There's a there's a cool documentary on Amazon on uh, Brian Wilson, which was the brain behind uh, the Beach Boys. There's a there's a documentary about their their high their uh, most acclaimed album, uh, Pet Sounds, which is fucking incredible. That album was basically Brian by himself when he was having in like on the verge of a meltdown. He stopped touring with the band and just hired the the famous Wrecking, Wrecking Crew, which was that big studio band that just recorded all these incredible albums. And he just put an album together with them, and it's fucking insane. It's really good. So I watched a documentary on that, and there is a a a movie from 2014 with Elizabeth Elizabeth Banks and uh, John Cusack plays the old Brian Wilson, that basically just goes through Brian Wilson's life uh, from when he had those mental breakdowns in the 60s and when he like disappeared off the grid in the early 90s. Because uh, I don't know if you're familiar with like he was in like not a cult. One of his brothers, one of the Wilson's brothers was in a cult sort of with Charles Manson. But uh, Brian Wilson went through this weird therapist thing where the therapist essentially ran his life and used all of his money. And the movie is on that aspect of his life sequentially with like the the uh, him in the 60s when he started having like mental breakdowns. And uh, as I mentioned, Elizabeth Banks plays his uh, second wife and John Cusack plays the old Brian Wilson or older Brian Wilson. Damn! From like twenty. That sounds good. Yeah, it's it's really good. It's on it's on Hulu. So if you guys have a Hulu subscription and you're into the Beach Boys or whatever I just said was kind of interesting, uh, it's on Hulu if you want to check that out. So that's that's up there. Uh, Tiger King as well. Uh, oh, and of course, I've talked to you about this. Nathan for you is fucking incredible. You finally watched it. I'm finally watching Nathan for you. Admittingly, like the last couple of episodes, I need to go rewatch because I've been watching them while I'm doing other stuff. And that's the type of show that you want you want to stop whatever you're doing and just watch because like it'll make you hysterically laugh, not like just smirk or smile. Like I find myself like hysterically laughing at that show. Man, it is the most brilliant, underappreciated show. That should be the most popular show on TV right now. It's so it, fucking stupid. <laughs> it's so it it's so brilliant to me. Like the the ideas that he comes up with, they're some of them you go, man, that's a legit business idea that you can pull off, and sometimes they do. But then his execution, his timing, his humor, it is brilliant how he stays in character the whole time. So what I've been telling my uh, my friends when I've recommended it, it's kind of like. If you if you are you familiar with the Eric Andre show? Yes. It's sort of like that. It's the same sort of humor. It's actually made by the same studio. Uh it's sort of like that that humor but more organized and more into skits, which is essentially what these things are when he goes visits those businesses. The dumb Starbucks episode is probably like my favorite one. 
I just yesterday I watched the television one where he he tries to scam the be, like Best Buys for a, for a small TV business, and then the uh, the episode in season I think it's in season three at I think I'm on season three at this point where he goes to the uh, the sporting goods store to sell the the uh, the the whoa Jose I gotta stop you I have to stop you because joining us right now he has six minutes. It's the man himself, the most beautiful man alive right now, Andrew Carlson. Beautiful Andrew, what's up, buddy? What's up, Raheel? What's up, Jose? How y'all doing, man? Hey, Andy. It's been three so hours since I've seen you, buddy. How are you? You know, I'm making it through, Jose. It's a little tough. I'm, I'm sort of counting down the hours until we see each other again uh, tomorrow afternoon. You okay, Andrew, you got limited time, so I got, I, got, I got two big questions for you. Tell me how you hurt your nose. Go. <laughs> so I was, I was doing some stuff with resistance bands and I didn't take into account. They've got a door anchor on them, which is like a quarter long or inch long piece of plastic, about a quarter inch thick wrapped in a little bit of foam. And you use that to sort of anchor the resistance bands to doors or objects or other things. I didn't take into account that this little plastic piece would press into carpet when I pulled it out and my room is unfortunately carpeted. So I had the bands anchored at the bottom of the door the piece pressed in the plastic i pulled the band straight up to my face and this little piece of plastic wrapped in foam came slingshotting at my face <laughs> but my form was perfect Raheel. i was doing face pulls and this plastic hit me straight in the middle of the face and that's what most that's what most important right he had how a ridiculous band-aid yeah. over his nose for like three days how bad does it look? Um, right now it's not bad. The problem is I also had an allergic reaction to the adhesive on the band-aid, so I've got a rash on my damn nose on top of the, the injury itself. <laughs> Thank God there's no one in the studio. Oh my yeah, it was, god. It was pretty gross yesterday when he finally took the band-aid off. Jose, you're the only one that's seen it. So beautiful Andrew is a perfect ten, right? Is he still beautiful? He's still beautiful, but he's right now he's about a nine, an eight point nine, a nine point one. Whoa, damn beautiful Andrew! You're kind of beautiful Andrew now. <laughs> you know what? Okay, Andrew, that's what's most important. Second question: There's a rumor floating around that you are not disinfecting the area before you leave or arrive. Is that true? When I leave, I'm disinfecting. When I uh, arrive, eh, it's fifty fifty. Man, Andrew, what are you doing? I appreciate doing? you thinking I don't I don't have the Rona. I appreciate that, I guess. No, I, I know Jose's clean. I'm not worried about it. <laughs> okay, Andrew, how's your lockdown going? I know you have to go and get back on air. How's your lockdown? Um, it's been chill. You know, a whole lot of Call of Duty. Um, trying to not go insane with the home workouts. But outside of that, not too much. You know, just sort of shuttling back and forth from work. Spending a lot less money on food and alcohol, which has um, been good for my bank account. Okay, good. Download the Nike Training Club app. Okay. It's really good. Okay. Absolutely. Really good workouts. All right, Andrew, thank you so much, man. Get back to work. See you tomorrow. Right. God, he's so beautiful. Kind of beautiful, Andrew. Kind of beautiful. Uh, what's this, right Jose, what's his Twitter account? I forgot because he changes his up so much. I think it's Radio Carlson, uh, something like that. God, he's such a, Carlson he's such a Radio. loser sometimes. Remember when it was hyped up, Andrew, because that was the dopest Twitter account ever? That was that was a good Twitter handle. It is Carlson Radio. That Carlson is- Radio. And it's also in the bio of this podcast. You guys can uh, – it's also in the title, so you can see it as well. Okay, uh, back to Nathan for you. So you are on the clothing store one where I believe it's the <laughs> Holocaust-free jacket, right? Yes, the, 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 clothing, the clothing store one where he, he, re- he realizes that uh, – so he builds a man cave in a women's clothing store to try to try to keep men interested in uh in clothing stores and uh <laughs> the way he's able to connect with them is uh just having sex talk and uh it's funny because you, this whole time you've been perceived that char- that Nathan has no well not perceived Nathan's character has no success with the ladies so he's ta- he's basically just lying in order to keep in order to keep, uh, keep guys in in the man cave. So uh, yeah, I just saw that one and the one where he makes the the uh, the shell jackets that are uh, that commemorate well not commemorate but remember the uh, the Holocaust and <laughs> he takes he takes them to a, a an outdoor store and makes like a horrible display. That that one's pretty good. Yeah. 
So that one, you know, you can buy the actual jackets. I, I think it's called Arctic Zone. No, Arctic. No shit. Arctic Freeze or whatever the no, jacket company. Arctic Zone. Arctic Zone. Well, you can buy those jackets online. Like for legit buy them. He has a whole line that he you can purchase socks, t-shirts, everything. Summit Ice is the name of it. Summit Ice. There you go. Thanks for looking that up. Yeah. Are the jackets still available to buy? I'm I'm looking uh doesn't Oh, I think it is. 120 bucks. Oof. That's a little steep. That's really funny though. And pretty smart. Is it, is it actually his brand? Yeah, that's his brand. That's incredible. Yeah, Nathan for you, man. Where is it on? Uh where are you watching? It's on Hulu. A lot of okay. a lot of uh the stuff that I'm talking about is on Hulu. They've got hoodies, they've got corny little t-shirts. Oh, it doesn't look like they have the jacket anymore, but they have they have a hoodie, they have a baby onesie. Looks like the short jacket's gone, but that's funny. Oh man, uh, Nathan, for you is brilliant, dude. I, I yeah, and I think I've talked about it on the podcast before. So if you're still not up on it, now two people on this podcast vouch for it. Jose's even on board. Oh, found I found the jacket. It's 110 bucks. 110 bucks, not bad. That's for a shell jacket. That's not bad. I think I'll pass, but that's that's a that's that's a that's pretty hilarious and pretty smart actually. There was, yeah, I think I think you could also find like uh, dumb Starbucks stuff too if you if you're if you uh, want any dumb Starbucks memorabilia. Okay, so what's the most annoying thing about the lockdown for you? Did I ask you that one yet? I don't think I did. No, you asked me what the worst the worst part. Uh, I guess the to to me like. Uh, not being able to see like the, I knowing there's a light at the end of the tunnel, but not knowing when that light is happening. Like I, I like personally, like I, I just want to get the hell out of this. I want us all to all to, to be out of this. So kind of not knowing the uncertainty of it all is kind of annoying. Uh, apart from like not seeing my friends and stuff like that, that's probably, that's probably it. Not being able to like, like, it's condi- it like, and we talked about this a couple of minutes ago, but it's conditioning us to behave in different ways. And that, that kind of sucks. Like yesterday, me and Andrew like hugged each other, like legitimately hugged each other. And it's like, we're not supposed to be doing shit like this. Like what, like it's, it's really, it's a fucking strange time, man. Like yeah, everyone's it- on edge. Everyone's kind of like freaking out about everything. And we don't know when this shit's supposed to end. It's like, it's, it's surreal. It doesn't feel like it's like, it's real. Yeah, that's that's the craziest thing about this, because when, you know, like from the first day it happened, which was March, what was it, 7th, 8th, 9th, 10th, 11th. That's when the that's when Rudy Gobert tested positive. Yeah. And ever since then, it just felt like slow, slowly different procedures were put in place. But it felt like everything was going to be, oh, you know, just for the week or maybe two weeks. Now it's turning into, we don't know. There's, you're right. There's no light and there's no, nothing to look forward to in terms of this ending. Cause if there was an end date in mind, then we, I think it'd be totally different. Yeah. And it's kind of like, like we all, like we're all hoping for this to end, but it kind of just feels like we all, we all deep, like deep down know this is like a still several months away. Like, like, Right now, our, our stay-at-home orders through what April thirtieth. Like, it's going to get extended another month at least. Like, who are who are we kidding? So it, it's kind of it's 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 a scary it's, it's a scary time, man. But uh, it's also by 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 all these things happening, it's making us better appreciate each other and like like we take a lot of shit for granted. Maybe I'm speaking for myself, but we we take a lot of stuff for granted in terms of the people in our lives and. This is this is a cold hard hard reality, man. Yeah, I think no, I think everyone is recognizing that. I think we're recognizing the importance of strangers in our life, like not being able to see different people uh, that you don't even know, right? Because like for you, you, you have a routine. You're gonna wake up, you're gonna see your family, you're gonna go to work. And you come back and you do it all over. Same thing with me. I wake up, I see my family in the evening. I'll see a few neighbors. And then if I go to the grocery store, 
you don't see anybody because everyone has a mask on. So it's almost like everyone's the same person. And then you just go about your life. Like there's no, that element of being a part of this human, uh, this human experience is gone. Yeah. It's so strange not being able to see somebody new or meet somebody out of the blue. Like that is all gone. It's this, it's groundhog day every single day. And I get it. It's part of this and it's, for the betterment of society and hopefully you know that prevents debts and all that stuff but uh that has been a huge adjustment just taking out strangers it was uh like today leaving leaving the station there was a lady in the elevator and like neither of us did this intentionally she was already in the elevator so as soon as i started walking in she walked to the wall furthest away from me in the elevator as i did the same in the opposite direction it's like, that's just, and I'm a, I, I'm a big small talker to like strangers. I'll talk to people. I don't care, but it's just kind of like, Oh, Hey, how are you? Like, it's just really awkward and uncomfortable. It, it, it's, it's fucking sad, man. It's crazy. Um, okay. So I'm just going to rip through a few topics. All right. You brought Let's up Tiger King. I'm going to leave the floor to you. It's all you just ramble out your thoughts about tiger king documentary on netflix if you haven't seen it yet then please open up netflix relax for seven hours and just rip through these episodes because tiger king is the best tv ride i've been on in a long time yeah i i don't disagree with that so i god i watched it two fridays ago after work and uh so I decided, all right, I'll I'll start it. I'll start it tonight around eight p.m. And I was watching it. I was watching the first two episodes, and I was kind of like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, I don't get why people like this shit so much. These, all these people fucking suck. All these people are terrible. And it's like, initially, like they're trying to paint Carol in this in, which I I, I actually like this at the beginning of the documentary. They're painting her in the light of how she's so how different she is from uh from Joe and the other guy. That was with the with Britney Spears at one point. I can't remember his name. Is it Doc? I can't Doc remember. Antle? Yeah, Doc him. Antle. Yeah. So they're painting this picture of how Carol's different, but it turns out, well, she kind of keeps keeps uh, Tiger's caged up, and she's kind of taking advantage of all these people who work for her for free. So I'm like, this kind of fucking sucks. Like I don't like. Like I'm not enjoying this. And then episode two ends where Joe says. Yeah, uh, there's rumors that she fed her husband to a tiger. I was like, "What the fuck?" And it just ends, and it's like, "Wait, what? What is this all of a sudden?" And then it just from there is just it just doesn't stop. So I was, as I was saying, like I started, I started watching it eight uh, eight p.m. on a Friday, and I just watched the whole thing. I stayed up until two a.m. three a.m. watching the whole damn thing. <laughs> I just I just didn't stop. It, it's 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 really good. It's every every single person in that documentary. Well, not every single one. Most most people in that documentary fucking suck, and uh, the documentary does a lot to make Joe Exotic kind of look like he's being set up and he's being framed. And I actually had uh, had a guy. His name's Robert Moore. He's a New York Times uh, bestselling author who uh, who's been following the case for for several years, uh, and actually spent a week, if not a month, at Joe's at Joe's uh, zoo. I can't remember how long it was, and he's he was telling us about how. There's there's several there's a lot of evidence that they left off of the documentary where it's different phone calls of Joe saying if we get caught we need to do this this and this and this like Joe was not set up Joe was just as just as account uh just as as what's the guy's name Jeff Lowe is it the other yeah. guy Joe Joe was such as just as bad if not worse uh, than Jeff at in in that in the terms of trying to freaking kill another human being so uh I I thoroughly enjoyed it I thought. Like a lot of it felt like, like satire. Like it wasn't real. Like the thought of this being a real person is just mind-boggling. Like yeah. it just felt like it felt like Nathan for you. Like, like Nathan for you is like a loose, like sort of sort of skit show. I felt like I was watching skits. That and was it, it. Felt like a Nick Swartzen, right? Um, that's who I was like watching. I would go. This would be a Nick Swartzen character on Reno Nine One One. Like he would just <laughs> yeah, pop up and. The cops are dealing with this guy, Joe Exotic. That's what this felt like. That's exactly what I told my friends. It's like freaking Reno 911, except it's real. Like it actually yeah. happened. 
And that's um, so when I talked about it on um, on the show, and of course, I'm going to lay out my thoughts real quickly, too. This is a great reminder that no matter how much is out there, there's always going to be people that are so interesting and so unbelievable that that we're going to we're going to we're going to see something that we haven't seen before. Right. No matter what, like whether it be wild, wild country where we meet the Bhagwan who has his cult in Oregon and you've got like her, uh, you've got his right hand uh, assistant, Sheila, who's just the wildest lady who poisoned the water of an entire town. Like there's so many interesting people out there that we're never going to hear from because you can't do a documentary on everybody. But it's a great reminder that there's always going to be interesting stories out there. And this was the most fascinating thing that I've watched. It was so crazy how each episode, there's a new character and that new character topped the last character you met. The, uh, the, the, the girl who gets her arm, like, off. yeah. And then like in the next, cause that was at the end of one of the episodes in the next episode, she, uh, she talks about how she had to, the chance to have like basically like plastic surgery to reconstruct her hand. And she chose to just get it amputated because she didn't want the media to win, which first of all, what the hell does that mean? Second of all, she was willing to give up to her. She gave, she not willing. She, she did. She gave up her, her arm, her hand for, for Joe and for that zoo to not have any more media attention. That's insane. Like the manipulation of a lot of these people is just like, Holy shit. Like Doc's cult, which essentially that's what it was with with all those women, all his wives or whatever. Like that's it's just un unbelievable, man. Yeah. How about the fact that a guy messed up? He fractured both his legs in a zip lining accident. Comes back to work, fortunately, um, but then works so hard and so long that they his his feet were eventually ground down to a nub, and that's- he had to get. He, he he had to get um uh what do you call it? Why am I blanking on him? Well, he had to amputate his leg, and then he had to get um the prosthetics in. Like the dude is working twelve hours a day, and literally his legs got nubbed down. They they ground down to a nub. Twelve hours a day for a hundred bucks a week, and eating Walmart uh, expired Walmart meat. Yeah, that's that's when I almost I almost threw up in one of the last episodes where they talk about the pizza bar that they oh. set up, and of course they had to have used like some of that expired meat for that pizza bar. Like just the yeah. thought of having having to eat that. It's the most unbelievable documentary. It is so good. I can't recommend it enough. Uh, obviously, it's the number one thing on Netflix because if you go on Netflix, you see it all the time trending. Uh, so I'm uh, I feel safe in that everyone that's listening has watched it uh, watched this documentary. But if you haven't, man, you need to watch it ASAP. It's so freaking brilliant. Um, okay, other things, dude. I've been working out like like I'm in college because there's nothing else to do for me. Like I do my show in the morning. I take care of uh, my marketing and sales work after, and then. After that, I'm done. There's no drive home, right? So, like, I'm not wasting time. There's no drive there as well. So, when I get done, it's like, all right, what are we going to do until 8 o'clock? So, we go to the garage, and I've got my home gym set up a little bit, and we work out. And then I've been using Nike Training Club, which is a great app. If you are in quarantine, uh, I can't recommend this app enough because it has workouts without equipment, with equipment, intermediate beginner every level time you can filter everything and it's free right now so uh definitely check that out man and it kicks your ass there's some good workouts on there okay i need to check that out because i i've been i've been like i've been i have been working out but it's like half committal like it's not something that like like what i've really enjoyed doing uh, and i can't do this mostly during the weeks but i like there's like a, a a big bike trail that's like by a bayou behind my house. It's a couple blocks from my house. And uh, I just do that because I'm so tired of being inside. 
So I just yeah, walk around, around that for like an hour. Yeah. And then after I'm done, and I've been like you, I've been listening to a lot of music, man. I've listened to more music than watch television right now. Because during the day, we don't turn on the television because baby Trickster is home. And, you know, she's, she's doing actual homework and stuff. So uh, I picked up a bunch of vinyls from Craig Lavati, who used to write for the Houston Press and Houston Chronicle. And he now works for the Museum of Natural Science here in Houston. And uh, he, he was like, hey, I got a bunch of vinyls. If you guys want them, let me know. So I was like, I'll take them. So he gave me 10 vinyls. And they range from the best country hits from like the 40s to Willie Nelson. And it is awesome, man. And I also picked up the Beatles one on my own, the Beatles number one vinyl. So we've just been listening to a shit ton of music. And then in the evening when I sit outside, I bring out my my speaker and I just deep dive into music, man. Like I'll go through different albums and revisit albums and play it for the, the neighborhood. Yeah, I've been doing a lot of that. A lot of it is like, as I mentioned, I've been listening to the Beach Boys a lot, but a lot of like albums I I might have missed. Like, like uh, there's th- there's this band from uh Sweden called Little Dragon, who uh they've done songs with Mac Miller and with Big Boy and Drake, so they're they're kind of popular. And they like released a couple like uh, an album that I completely missed. So I'm going back to listen to some stuff I've missed uh this year already. Also uh. Bill Withers died, so I've been listening to his stuff as well. Yep. So uh, stuff like that. Uh, yeah, music, music, music is a big thing for us. We talk about that all the time. So what I need to do is like get that better setup that I was going to get that I haven't been able to to uh, for for uh, for a record player because oh uh, yeah, that's right. There's just something different about like playing it. Maybe that sounds pretentious as shit. But like playing it on 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 a on a record player, there's just something different no, about there it. There is, there is, a, and it's not even the sound quality as much as the patience, right? Because unless you have a super super expensive setup, it's not good to forward through your vinyls, like finding a song and dropping your pin on top or your needle on top. Yeah. So the experience is so different because once you put a vinyl in. You're listening to every song, and then when your song that you've been looking forward to comes on, it hits different, man. And then also you got to listen to other songs. You got to pay attention to stuff that you might have missed. So it's, it, I, I think it's just, it, it's a better experience because you can't forward. And I've said this before with you, you can't forward songs like these yeah. collections that I have. I have old school. I mean, like artists I've never even heard of, right? Because I didn't grow up on country. But when I put one of those albums in, I'm listening to every song because I don't want to miss it. I don't want I don't want to miss this song that I've never heard before. Right. Like, how often do you get that where unless it's a new song, when do you get to hear a song that you've never heard before? Right. Yeah. It's a well, I'm I'm as far as I'm concerned, like I'm mostly like an album guy. Like I listen. I like to listen to albums front to back. So that part of it, I I, I totally get. But uh, yeah, it's it's it's. It's always kind of been like a little hobby of mine to like, like, uh, especially like in times like these where like everyone's where, where I'm on edge, everyone's on edge, just explore new music. And, uh, I've definitely been doing that in our downtime. Cause, uh, by the way, uh, we haven't talked about this while we're on the subject of, of music. what do you think of the Gambino album? Um, I, I didn't. Okay. I was let down because the one song I was looking forward to the most he didn't include on the album uh, the song uh, Human Sacrifice. Yeah. That was the one at the concert where I like I couldn't believe it when I heard it. It was such a freaking beautiful song and it, it, the beat was great. Everything about it was perfect. And I was so excited that, you know, I saw him use it on the Google Pixel commercial. Yeah, I And he that. gave us a clean snippet of it. One minute, you're like, okay, he's going to release this next as a single, probably the next day. And nothing came of it. And he didn't include it on the album. Uh, Algorithm is a really good song. I love that song. I put that on and I just, man, it's a fun dance song. It's a fun workout song. Um, but other Sweet than thing. that, Sweet it was thing okay. Is really good. Which uh, one? Sweet thing. Sweet thing. I don't know what number it is. I think it's twenty four nineteen. That one's that one's probably my favorite. I actually really enjoy it, but it it is it is 
it annoys me that the songs don't have titles. <laughs> yeah. And uh, but I but I I really enjoy it. It's really it's kind of like it reminds the sound of it kind of reminds me of because of the internet, which is my favorite album from him. So maybe that's why I'm I like it more. But it uh, I do wish if this is really his last album, I do wish there was a little bit more rap on it. Though, uh, like I I do enjoy I do enjoy most of the album. It reminds me he rem- he he reminds me in this album he re- he sounds a lot like Prince, like very like Prince inspired and the like okay. the like the uh the production on it is very like like electronic like like because of the internet which was which was really cool at the time when that came out in 2012 2013 I hear like uh like um, almost an electronic like hip hop album and obviously this isn't really a hip hop album it's more R- on the R&B side I would say so I don't know there's a little bit of everything in it it's it is it it's I saw someone say this on Twitter it's like it's good enough, like, if this is his last album, it's good enough for us to not complain about it not being a good album, but it doesn't blow us away. Like, it's not because of the internet, or it's not uh, Awaken My Love, but I, I like it. I, I do, I did, I did like it. Yeah, I hate, I hate the numbers thing because it's hard to share, right? Like, it, it's hard to say, man, did you hear 2436? You know, like that, that that's yeah. a hard thing. And it's, it, you know, it's more of a, more of a little thing more than anything, but it is a hard thing. Like if you find a song you like, you text to somebody, did you hear, you know, the Tussy slide or whatever? Um, <laughs> it, it's I just, people that. are more likely to click on it and enjoy the album too, in my opinion. Yeah. Like coming up in, in casual conversation, converse, conversations with people is just impossible. Uh, you on that Tootsie slide? I am my uh my daughter loves it because it's so easy to do. I haven't even listened to that song. <laughs> it's so dumb. It's literally made for TikTok. That's it. That's all he knew what he was doing. Drake is a brilliant marketer. Okay, he's I think he's one of the best in the music business. Um he wrote a song that was released during a quarantine that is perfectly timed for TikTok. Like it, it's brilliant. <laughs> I haven't. I I can't say I haven't even listened to it, which is gonna piss off my friend, my best friends that are Drake stands. But uh, oh, it's one of his worst songs. It, listen to it one time, you have no idea what the song is about. Okay, <laughs> it's literally a bunch of gibberish. Drake something something. He does the right foot up, left foot slide, left foot up, right foot slide. That's it. That's the whole thing. That's what's the most important thing that you, you take away from this is that it is just for TikTok which is an application. Here's my little thing on TikTok for you. I know there's millions of people on it. And I know people are going to make millions of dollars off of TikTok becoming TikTok celebrities. But anything I need to see on it, it's already on Twitter. Like I don't need to download TikTok to get the TikTok experience. Even when people who are starting up their accounts, all their TikTok stuff that's funny, it comes right to Instagram or Twitter. Like I don't need to download it. You're gonna share it with me anyways. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, I've seen plenty, plenty of TikToks, and I too don't have the app. And every, every, and like you mentioned, everyone who's trying to make a name for themselves is gonna share their shit on Twitter, which is mm-hmm. how we see anyone who, any celebrity or or any like pro- professional wrestlers are doing it a lot, are using it a lot actually. Like, and they're so whatever TikToks they make, they're sharing them on Twitter. I have no reason to go to that app. Exactly. You can have millions of uh, whatever the retweet equivalent is, and it doesn't matter to me because I know you're going to share it on Twitter. I don't. I'm not missing anything. So that's one of the strange things about TikTok to me is, you know, with Instagram when Instagram first came out, it was hard to share your pictures from Instagram on Twitter because of quality loss, right? Like it wasn't the yeah. same. You had to actually download Instagram to enjoy it. Um, same thing with Vine. You could export the Vine, but the quality was so bad that sharing a Vine on Twitter just wasn't the same. Uh, so you have to download Vine. TikTok, I have it like the quality looks great. I get the whole gist of the joke. I don't need to download it. Like <laughs> that is one of their flaws right now to me. Dark times. Yep. Uh, I'm going to rip through a few more things. I, I finally caught up on Curb Your Enthusiasm. Are you up on oh it? Oh, my God. 
Well, uh, I, I've, I'm watching it slowly but surely. I'm on season two now, season two or season three. Uh, obviously, like growing up, I watched it in like in syndication and like late night reruns on. Uh, I think it was, I think it was was it UPN or Thirty Nine growing up. Uh, uh, Thirty Nine, yeah, both of them, yeah, it's the same thing. UPN Thirty Nine, and uh, so I've seen a lot of these, like, like historically, like the Shack episode is. I still like think think back and laugh at him tripping Shaq. Uh, but I'm I'm slowly in the process. That's a lot for you to catch up on. Is isn't it like ten seasons? Mm-hmm. I caught up on uh. Well, I I I was up to date on all the seasons, so I finally oh, watched okay. the last season. And it's uh, so it's incredible. The most, it's so cringeworthy. <laughs> it's so cringeworthy, man. <laughs> Larry David is like now. Like as you watch the show, you'll see like he just turns into a meme, pretty much. And this is the this is the worst season in terms of Larry just saying whatever he wants. Uh, Landa Steve sent sent me a clip. I don't know if it was from this season or or season he was catching up on when he's at a Chinese restaurant and he leans over to the to an Asian family and he asks them what they ordered and they're like, "Why would you ask us what we ordered?" Because <laughs> so you're the experts. You're yeah, the experts. Oh my god. <laughs> Is it's that so crazy. What? It's this season. Yeah, that's from this okay. season. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, okay. Guardians of the Galaxy uh, 2. I rewatched it. And here's my spicy take that I tweeted out. I think of all the Marvel characters in this iteration of the, the phase of all the movies, Rocket is the greatest Marvel character. Ooh. Damn, I don't hate that. I haven't seen. Have I seen the second one? What's the plot of the second one? It's he meets his dad. Okay, Star no, I, I, actually, I haven't seen the second one actually. But Ooh, I, I love Rocket. You it's got on, man. It's, it's on so Disney, Disney Plus. Okay. Disney Plus. Yeah, I'm gonna have to check that out then. Yeah, watch it. Turn it up. Amazing soundtrack, of course, because that's what you know. Guardians of the Galaxy is all about the music. Man, I just think I, after watching that, and if, this came before Avengers, right? The uh, End Game. It was actually before Infinity War as well, I believe. Yeah, it was for sure. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy Two, man, you leave that and you go, "Damn, Rocket, the little raccoon, he's the best character in all of this. Better than Thor, better than Captain America, better than Iron Man. All those to me, Rocket is number one now." Thor is going to be part of that of that universe now, isn't he? Of of that of that franchise. Yeah, he's supposed to be. Oh man, which yeah. which that's something that that's going to be an issue. Like, when are we going to get all these movies and all these shows that we're supposed to be in production right now? Like, what's there's going to be a lull of like pop culture stuff, is there not? After all of the COVID nineteen stuff. Well, um, they re they put the dates out again the restructured dates i don't have them in front of me but a black widow is supposed to come out may still it's uh i think they just pushed it back but once we get out of it feels like mid-may things are going to start rolling out interesting but like like shows like like uh like seasonal shows that are on every every fall or whatever like how much of the how much of this virus do you think that'll play like a role in like delaying yep. production for like network television shows like every September CBS has a new has to roll out new sitcoms and like are they still going to be able to do shit like that doesn't yeah, seem that's a like good point. That. no i don't think they you that's a great point i don't know about that yeah i don't know about product you know stuff that's already uh that's in production yeah i have i have no idea but stuff that's already in the can or about to be if man, if you're a network executive or a streaming executive, right now is the time, right? They're exactly. moving up the Jordan. They're moving up the Jordan ten part documentary on ESPN, the Thirty for Thirty, uh, to April nineteenth, and they're going to make it a five week event every Sunday night for two hours. You're going to watch this documentary, which is brilliant. Like, what else are we going to do? Yeah, like like, and even like big stuff like. Is this going to delay Stranger Things and some some time? They released a teaser a couple weeks ago. Like, 
is that show now pushed back indefinitely because of this? Like, do we have to wait another year for a show like that? Like, that's probably yeah. what's, probably the case, right? Yeah, we'll find out. I mean, I think it just depends when we get out of this, right? Like, if if we're in the clear by next month, then you start ramping stuff uh, stuff up. But if you're if we're in a delay until summer, then you're right. There's going to be a delay across everything. Yeah, absolutely. That blows. Uh, okay. So we're going to wrap it up here, man. Uh, thank you for joining me. I know you've got work and you're still doing your normal stuff, but I really wanted to do one episode and maybe we'll do one next week. I'm going to try to get other people on as well. And then we'll get some content going on here and put out some bonus episodes. Sounds good, big dog. You know I'm here. All right, big dog. Stay safe out there. Have fun at work. And don't get the Rona, please. I won't. Wash your hands, people. Wash your hands. (laughs) All right. We'll talk to you later. Bye.